What's up, y'all spooky bitches? Welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your regular hosts, Mitch, and today I am once again joined by my friends and co-hosts Kyle and Boozy to discuss three different episodes of the Goosebumps TV series from the 90s. The episodes we have chosen to highlight on this episode are Return of the Mummy, Night of the Living Dummy 2, and Say Cheese and Die. Uh, we also spend a good portion of the episode reflecting on our time discovering the Goosebumps novels as kids, the rest of the TV show in general, and we even read off some thoughts on the series from y'all, our lovely listeners. <laughs> uh, this episode was a ton of fun to record, so if you enjoy listening to it, be sure to hit us up on one of our social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can also check us out at our website at www.theterratable.com. Let us know if you like the discussion, because if you do, we would gladly revisit some more Goosebumps stories from time to time. Another really exciting news, I'd like to announce that our next episode, will, we will be joined by screenwriter, author, and director Jamie Nash. Jamie has been a frequent collaborator with genre legend Eduardo Sanchez, who is the man behind the seminal horror film The Blair Witch Project. Jamie collaborated with Eduardo on the insanely underrated alien film Altered, the Terra Table favorite, Lovely Molly, the fantastic zombie segment from VHS2 titled A Ride in the Park, as well as the film we covered last week, which was Exist from 2014. Jamie is also the writer behind genre novels like The 44 Rules of Amateur Sleuthing and most recently Nomad, which was published last year. We are really excited to welcome Jamie to the show, so if you haven't yet, be sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. But for now, let's take a trip back to the 1990s and get sucked into the spooky world of R.L. Stein. And we're back for this very special episode of The Terror Table, our... Uh, first official goosebumps episode this yeah. is the first time that we're talking about goosebumps but this voice you're hearing is mitch who else do i got with me who do i got in the in the trap here uh you have trap lord kyle right here and uh boozy's in the cut I, 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 is that right is that how you i'm in the cut correct correct you know it's correct don't play you know it's correct. <laughs> how have oh, you guys been like i've been good. good i just got off the water i was a i was a i was a swamp monster for three days on the south saskatchewan Floating in a canoe. Just straight floating. You were a Saskatchewan just, pirate. Yeah, just living in the elements. I was a real Saskatchewan pirate. Yeah, I was plundering. It was sick. So did you, you see were anything off dead? In the river. No comment? No, no, no. Okay, last time just I the went body on, they were getting rid of. I went on a date to the river one time and we were walking along the river's edge and a fucking deer carcass floated by. And it was all bloated and shit. And Bro, I was like, oh, there's a deer. That's so crazy <laughs> you said that. Okay, we I do the same canoe trip every year, and last year we saw a deer carcass. I wonder <laughs> if it was the same one. <laughs> That's very metal. This time, not so much. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? Otherwise, like in the in the horror world, I, I know what Boozy's been up to. Boozy's been getting kicked off Twitter. He's yeah. been kicked off Twitter yeah. twice. Twice. In the past week. I, I thought it would be like 12 hours each time, but they don't fuck around. You go straight from 12 hours to seven days. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you... You have now have seven days no Twitter. That's crazy. All for telling the, the president to kill himself. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Two times. It seems like justified work. I think it's okay. Yeah. You, you know, I, I sat on it and I was like, 
do I do I back down on my stance? And I was like, you know what? Twitter needs a little bit of energy today. So I just, you know, I popped off and I, I paid the consequences. So does yeah. someone have to report that or does it no, does Twitter think, have an algorithm? I think it's an I think the algorithm is like if you say kill yourself in any yeah. version, it's gonna yeah. like yeah, that that seems uh that seems reasonable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what if I was reaching out to somebody and they banned me? Like <laughs> by saying kill yourself, pimp? I was, yeah. <laughs> That's what you said twice. <laughs> I don't know. I call everyone pimp and I don't know why. Like he didn't deserve that mantle. No, he's not it. a pimp. No. He's not a pimp, he's, but it is yeah. it's fucking hilarious. Though. And that might be the most <laughs> fucked up part about it is that he called him a pimp. That doesn't make sense. I call everybody pimp though. Like outside of the podcast, people don't know that. Outside of the podcast, I'm just like, what up, pimp? Like yeah, I love true. I love Fred and Lucy does Uzi loves the fifty the fifty cent song. He loves it. <laughs> so, uh, who has have you guys seen some horror movies in the last week? You guys want to talk about some movies before we get into the goosebumps shit? Like always, of course, of course. Um, little bit of bummer news. Uh, I've been not. I haven't watched anything. I've been kind of busy doing other shit. So. Oh my god. Yeah, Kyle, pick up the slack here, bud. Can you oh Kyle man, either, hey. Um. Uh-oh. Okay, well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. Is playing Time Splitters 2 count? Uh, I just want to... I'm just getting a towel to drip off my sweat right now. I was a little bit nervous. Uh, so you haven't seen anything, Kyle? Um, uh, uh, no. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, I, no, no, I haven't. No. Right. I appreciate your stalling abilities, though. You really pushed it to the limit. Hey, uh, every second counts. This is gonna be a shorter. This is gonna be a shorter episode. I've only see, I've only watched two things. I managed and to I'm squeeze two so things in. Well, Mitch, how about if how about if you tell me what one <coughs> of the things is, and I could try to review your experience. <laughs> You're reviewing okay. his review based on a review. Correct. Re- okay. okay. No. No. Wait, I am wait, just just based off the there. title. Right. Based off the title, I'm going to assume how Mitch felt about it. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll start off with uh, I did a my first rewatch of Constantine. <laughs> so, so Kyle, we talked about what, this, are, what are we, we talked about this last week. I haven't seen Constantine and, since it came out, and I would have been fourteen years old when it came out. Okay. So, um, hey guys, I'm Mitch. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So actually, it was kind of funny. Like me and Courtney signed on on the couch, and <laughs> oh my god. But I was, I was pretty excited. I know Cardi said it before. I saw it years ago, but I was ready. Um, huge Keanu fan. And Shia, I mean, Shia, you know, say what you want about him, but he fucks. So pretty excited. Turn the shit on. And honestly, I kind of fuck with Constantine. <laughs> Correct. You did a good review. That's almost all good. Because I didn't watch it with Courtney, but uh, I appreciate that. Because that is we had, had it all down. So yeah. me and Courtney were hanging out the other night, and we just decided to throw something on after supper. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no. I I had I decided to rewatch Constantine after we talked about it last week a little bit because I was talking about how I'd like to see the director of Metamorphosis get a Constantine remake. Right. Um, but also, our friends in Erie International just celebrated 250 episodes. So. Congratulations to those homies! But uh, on their two on their two hundred fiftieth episode, they reviewed Constantine, which uh, so it wasn't even like a special. They they were just like, oh yeah, we didn't even. I think they didn't even realize it was like two hundred fifty was coming up, and like you know, after the cer- certain milestones, you just kind of it's t- it's like after having a bunch of kids. After a certain point, they just slide right out. Nobody exactly. Well, I was the third right, kid, right, and Kyle? by that point. Know, okay. yeah. <laughs> 
So it's the 15-year anniversary of Constantine, which was uh, from the director of Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird music video. Oh, great song, great video, yes. memorable. Wait, oh. is, is Mitch doing a Kyle impersonation right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he directed before. He directed a ton of batshit insane fucking music videos. It's actually and, like, a tight video. Yeah, well, duh. <laughs> but it's uh, a... Wait, so, wait, yeah, do, you, do Americans know about her? Is that like, of course yeah, they, they do. Especially I guarantee... Is she Nelly Furtado? She's, she's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, she's Canadian. Is she? What? Yeah. Are you kidding, Mitch? Okay, well, I, was she? Is she it's was been she a like while MTV since Nelly. Big? She was definitely MTV big. What was oh, that man. show? Yeah, what was that no, show where like, they was she like worldwide big or just MTV big? She's like a bird, man. She only flies away. What was her other song that was really big? Well, like promiscuous girl. Yeah, is that the one with Timbaland? Yeah, Timbaland produced that whole album. It's this whole thing. But do you, okay, the first the I'm like a bird part. Okay, after the first two lines you said, it always sounds like I don't know where my homies. Like, it's, like it's, it sounds like something about your homies, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about your homies for? <laughs> you would never fly away from your homies. Like that's crazy. Never. But anyways, so this is a the super supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, uh, but something more. So by doing that, he uh, travels to hell. <laughs> so this is uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that's kind of where it loses Ke- me, honestly. <laughs> it's starring Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss, she I actually really like Rachel Weiss. I do too. Which is it's crazy. Darren what Aronofsky is she in? put a baby. Uh, well, Darren Aronofsky put a baby in her. That's, well, that's she was in the mummy. In? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, from the first she, mummy. Oh my god, she was in the first two mummy movies, I think. Just um, say that. Yeah, she's also in. Oh my god! She, and she's in um uh, 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 the Dream House with Daniel Craig, a movie that literally the entire world forgot, except for me I until just now. Oh, you'd love it. Yeah, terrible. The last <laughs> just, movie on earth. <laughs> but do, no, here's the real fucking the real head scratcher is the the villain in the movie being played by Gavin Rossdale of Bush. I fucking love Bush and I love Gavin Rossdale, but I don't want to see him act. Let me tell you folks, everything is not Zen in hell. All right. That's not super surprising. <laughs> well, but you guys okay. no reaction. Right. But well, I'm everything very sensitive because I like Bush. So yeah, you know, don't like, do okay. I, I really the fuck, guy. I hate I hate to admit it, but I do fuck with some old Bush. Like of definitely, course. Like, they have like everything's yeah. everything. Zen's a great song. Glycerine but, was going to make you cry. Oh yeah, don't that uh, Bush X. I only know who Bush X is. That's all I listen to. <laughs> that's just the <laughs> that's the evolved Pokemon version. Exactly, <laughs> checks out. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Like the the movie, it's it's ri- like so. When I saw it when it first came out, I wasn't a fan of it. And like Kyle said, I actually kind of fuck with Constantine now. Like well, I, I've would. come I've come around on it, man. Like I had a lot of fun watching it this time. Like it's kind of a a nice little time capsule of like early two thousands movies in general, especially like action uh, movies. It it just reminds me of like listening to Pod and like the Matrix was on. Like yeah. It's, it yeah. feels You're like it playing into the Matrix on GameCube. Oh. Remember that uh, game? PS2. That, that kind of sounds nice. Sounds that game nice. was awesome. That game was, was sick. It was very sick. But the movie itself is it's written like a comic book, and the lines are delivered like a comic book from Keanu Reeves. Like man, like I, 
Okay, so I'm happy that the whole world has kind of come around on Keanu and everyone's realized that he does suck. Like, he's he's a bad actor. <laughs> he's, but he's such a good person. Oh, exactly. And he's so likable. He's even likable as a bad actor, though. Like, I still like him in this movie. Like, what, what was that one that, with so the, the home invasion Hardball. one? Hardball, rest in peace, G, baby. What was the what was the home invasion? Was it Knock Knock? Oh yeah, yeah. Knock Knock, where he's getting uh, oh. he's uh, getting in that whap of two. Yeah, quit making me cheat on my wife. I think the, yeah. I think the home invasion one was the lake house. It's a lake that's lake invasion true. film. Yeah, I never saw the lake house, but that's clearly a Kyle Kyle film. That's a time machine, a mailbox film. It's about as dumb as it gets. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just that that's a, you. You got a problem when Gavin Rossdale's actually a better actor than Keanu. No, Lee, than, I uh, thought you were just gonna shit on him, but that's a turn. Yeah, man. I did not yeah, honestly, that. Gavin Rossdale, that he del- he over delivers what he like from what I would expect from Gavin Rossdale. He delivers like so he, what, he what you expect from a '90s alt band. Exactly, and the, <laughs> the guy who's mar- he, at this time he was still married to Gwen Stefani, and like this yeah. was around the time where she was just coming out with Hollerback Girl. His life was very hectic at this time. He's right, popping out right. kids. Um, so Probably it was really, some really commendable that he could take a trip to hell with Keanu Reeves. But like the just what the concept. What does hell look like? Oh what, man, what is, that's the best part. What is their interpretation of hell? Okay, well, this director went on to direct I Am Legend, so that's where you have like the negatives of the movie. So like the right. the CGI and everything is bad, but at the same time. They had like Stan Winston's studio did all the practical effects for this movie. So there's a lot of like amazing effects that are just covered with like really bad CGI, but it right. still looks cool. Like I, I don't know, I have a soft spot for it. I think it actually looks all right. Like I feel some like of it that looks... time period looks very specific. Like exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's very it's, of its, its time. Exactly. And it's it's definitely it's not great. You can tell like it's 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 not amazing VFX work, but it's also it's enjoyable to watch. Like I don't, I have fun with it. Okay, boy, bitch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Tilda Swinton in Constantine? Yes. And how many times? Okay, man. I love how even back in the day she's playing a dude. She's playing Michael, <laughs> the like archangel or something. But like, I think she's she might still technically be a female. But like, it's it's just always been a thing where it's like, yeah, let's uh let's be edgy and have Tilda Swinton play this male character. You know, what <laughs> I mean? Tilda can do anything. Whatever she wants, when she wants, she's a real OG. Uh, yeah. I just want to know how biblical are they getting in here that they're naming okay. people off and like that's that's actually what I mainly want to talk about is like 15 years later, looking back on it, like the most brutal part about this movie is that the whole the whole like plot of it is that um, so Rachel Weiss's sister kills herself, which in the Bible means that she's gonna eternally burn in hell. <laughs> And I'm like, man, what kind, like, that's such a brutal fucking fate. Like, can you just, it could could be any work. Think about all the people who are like, you know, going through like their fifth round of chemo or like getting the, they're just being destroyed by diseases. And it's like, yeah, no, you have, you're just going to have to suffer through this. Otherwise you're going to have a pineapple shoved up your ass by Hitler in hell. Like, well, <laughs> I, see, what I was thinking it's is from that, Little like, Nicky, Kyle. Yeah, no, I understood. I what, what I was that. thinking is that um, Popeye's chicken su- is a shit. Suicide <laughs> is punishment for making your mama sad. That's really what it's like. You you can't do it because mom will be sad. It, that's very true, that's and like that's pretty accurate. You know, yeah. yeah, like positive negatives, positives not a lot. Negatives, mom sad. Yeah. So yeah. positives yeah. for me a lot. <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, I'm okay. just picking well, one. That sounds a good yeah, no, film. basically, yeah, well, I'm just here to say maybe if you if you're thinking about giving Constantine another go, I say do it. It's 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 a fun time. It definitely could be trimmed down by like 20 minutes to half an hour. But for for the most part, it's it's an enjoyable movie. And I I'm definitely I consider myself a fan now. Uh, <laughs> so, I want to cool. ask you haven't mentioned once the the amazing Constantine soundtrack. Yes. The, well, Which the, is you APC. Yeah, Perfect Circle does. Uh, that's a, a Perfect Circle plays as Gavin Rossdale enters the room in slow motion. So is it ju- what song is it? Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Is um, it Judas? I can't remember. <laughs> Kyle, were you ever an APC dude? Uh, not too much. I don't really know many other tracks to be honest, but they Passive. they seem dope. Passive. Oh my god, that's such a good song. <laughs> yeah. they're no, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I'll, yeah, I'll it's peep, like a peep better game. version. Peep that game. Yeah. Less annoying version. It's like Tool, but like the songs end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like okay, that doesn't sound too bad then. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Tool, but there's a structure to it. Yeah. Well, I think any Tool fans will probably tell you that there is a structure, but I don't even well, want to hear actually, it. Actually, there's like blah, blah, blah. It's the Fibonacci sequence will never be cracked fully. <laughs> Those... <laughs> All right, last last one that I watched uh, that I'm going to cross off is a movie that I was really hoping Boozy would would have watched Dude. because Boozy's the one who got me excited about this movie. I, I fucking I got five minutes in and then I was dog sitting and everything just went to fucking shit. So tell me all about it. Tell me what I missed. I watched the brand new Russian sci-fi horror film Sputnik. Oh, so, I, was, I was looking at this. This looks cool. Yeah, so this one just came out on VOD. It would have been last... Friday, was it last yeah. Friday? Yeah, last it was last Friday. Friday. Yeah, the synopsis is the lone survivor of an enigmatic spaceship incident hasn't returned back home, al- hasn't returned back home alone. Hiding, hiding inside his body is a dangerous creature. So it's like the story of these r- Russian astronauts go out into space in uh, Sputnik, and they one of them dies... And this is all in the opening of the movie, and one of them comes back, and he basically has a creature inside of him, and that's that's all you got to know. It's directed by Igor Abramenko, and man, um, I don't know how to talk about this one without spoilers. Uh, man, I fucking love this movie. Like, I, I really loved it, and me, Courtney Ooh. Courtney gave it a four and a half on on Letterbox. Like, wow, I don't I don't want to overhype it. I don't want to overhype it too much for people because I have seen like other people in Letterbox. It kind of seems like everyone's floating around the three mark. Okay. So okay. it's like it seems like people are enjoying it, whatever. But uh, I, man, I loved it. I thought that this was such an awesome, creative science science fiction horror movie. And like you know, there's so many of these movies that seem like they cater directly to us fans of Alien. Like this one clearly right. does as well. It's obviously a fa- it's obviously paying homage to Alien. But it also paves its own path, and I think it's really interesting. It takes some really interesting turns, and just the concept overall is just it's executed very well in this. And I thought it's really masterfully directed. I, I thought it was just it was tense, and it was actually I found it to be creepy and actually scary. I love I love the alien design. Um, I was really hoping to come at Boozy today because <laughs> have you seen the alien yet, Boozy? No, did you I look haven't. it up? Okay, no. I, I I have been I saw the trailer. And that, and I saw that five minute in thing. Yeah, because like it. this, I've been, I've this been is a movie. Yeah, this is a movie that like this is a prime example of a movie that Boozy made up his mind before he saw it. Like you know, you're gonna love this movie. Oh, it's it's gonna be hard for me to not like it unless exactly. 
everything else. But this alien is a Pokemon <laughs> as oh, well. Like, and I don't I'm, I don't want to ruin it for you, Boozy, but it's uh, I see a lot of similarities to this alien. Obviously, this is a it's a bigger improvement on life. Like you're you're going to be if you're not blown away by that alien, I'm going to actually choke you and noogie you until you cry. And like, at least until you a good time. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's fucking awesome, man. I really enjoyed it, and like that's exciting. Not, what's I was just gonna say? So what's like what's the tone of it like? Is it is it pretty dramatic or is it's it very more dramatic? Like, okay, it's very okay. dramatic and it's very bleak because you have you're basically there's like a you're at a, a Russian camp and they're they're taking care of this 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 astronaut who came back and it, I'm just trying to find a way to talk about without because people are sharing the the alien all over Twitter. Like I see people are like, it, it seems like people aren't being too worried about spoilers, but I don't want right. to ruin it for anyone. I don't know. I um, don't. Yeah. But the thing is like, it's the alien is inside this dude and so he's a symbiote pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it comes out of him, but it can also so go like back. Venom. Kind of like Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- pretty much. Um, yeah. Kyle, that's actually what a symbiote is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I brought it up. I don't really I don't understand. Oh, sorry, sorry, well, sorry. Wow, um, we have some heat in here. <laughs> yes, I just I thought this was a fucking great sci-fi horror movie, and uh, they they offer up some. Ex- okay, they that's the thing is they they do expect the audience to be pretty forgiving of some some fairly silly concepts, and that's like where I could see some people having a, a problem with Are the you movie, talking like historically or well, no, just like that's the thing is it's an alien movie, so it's like you can't. Uh, it's so hard to talk about without spoilers. So I almost kind of want to do an episode on it. Um, but I'd be open to it. Yep. Yeah. I, there, there's just a plot point to this movie that's kind of hard to swallow, pun intended, for anyone who has seen the movie. It's pretty It's pretty sick. Like, the, the violence is extreme. I think this has, like, man, I don't know. It, it just, uh, it really did it for us. It was really fun. I highly recommend people checking out Sputnik. This is definitely a highlight of the year for me. Are you going to watch and it I think again Lucy, this year? Oh, absolutely. I, I would, for sure. Um, right. But the, with that being said, like uh, to me, I wouldn't need to watch it again for it to be an awesome movie. It's just, uh, right. it did, it, it had an impact on me. And uh, Courtney and I were like audibly gasping. At a couple moments, like because it's like so fucking crazy. I can just uh, I, I can imagine. I I know Courtney's. <gasps> oh like man, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can just. She was. She's like it. obsessed with the movie. As soon as she got home from work today, she started talking about it. <laughs> so she's re- really into it. I highly, yeah, I highly recommend it. But uh, other than NHL, that's all I've watched. <laughs> I've been yeah. watching a ton of hockey. Connects so, are one game away from taking out the still Blues. Rolling. As we record this, they they could tomorrow night they could if they win they'll take out the St. Louis Blues, the former De- Stanley Cup champions, defending so. Stanley Cup champs. My yeah. team got knocked out tw- two days ago, yeah. so that was a big old. And it's a bummer. But yeah. Fuck the Blues are a good team though. Sorry. Okay, I'm not gonna start talking about NHL in here. Fuck. Fuck blue. But, yeah. Fuck blue. Yeah, fuck blue. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the boys in blue. All right, do you guys want to get on to our... We'll get on to our main feature, because honestly, our main feature is going to be the beefiest part of this episode. Yeah, and a, uh, we do have I'm some messages to read, so uh, we'll talk about that right when we return.
And in record timing, we have reached our main feature presentation, which today we are going to be talking about three Goosebumps episodes, the Goosebumps TV show. But I'm going to pass this off to Kyle now because I feel like this is a Kyle episode. Uh, This is a very great time for Kyle to uh, show off what he's really all about, because it's something that we also I keep on forgetting to mention it. And I don't know why Kyle hasn't mentioned it yet, but Kyle has another podcast that he started recently called my teen angst has a podcast and it's directly revolving around stuff kind of like this and uh kyle can you intro us into our goosebumps series episode first off i would like to thank you very much for the intro there mitch that was well said and i um i love you okay so Yes, I do have another podcast. It's it's very new, actually. I just Ooh, you're gonna leave, isn't that's what you're doing? You're fucking, you're moving. He's like a no, hermit crab. He just like he like he found a new shell, and he's just like, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry, everyone. Or his cocoon. He just hung out here to to warm up a little bit until he could grow his wings. Until he's a sweet butterfly. Yeah. Until well, he can go maybe. and talk about Radio Free Roscoe on a different podcast. Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I'd be a moth if anything. Let's be honest. Um, but uh, remember the moth meme? That's a, that feels like man. Those are my oh, favorite. I miss, I, like, I, I miss feral hog memes too. They I love too moth memes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, if you guys want, you can go check it out. It's called My Teen Inks as a podcast, and we're just gonna talk about shitty shows from my childhood that. I forcibly bring up on this show quite often. Yeah. Um, and we're, you started with Radio Free Roscoe, but like Mitch said, um, you know, this show we're going to talk about here is kind of in the same, I wouldn't guess, I wouldn't say era, but same level of quality. I'll put it I'd that say way. this is like the OG for a lot yes. of people. This is, this so episode's yeah. a big deal. This episode is a big deal. Um, I was really happy to see that a lot of people on people social media were stoked on this. I think for I think for a couple reasons. So Goosebumps, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, I'm honestly kind of surprised. But fair enough if you don't. Goosebumps started as a series of books, novels, and there's I don't know the exact number, but there's fucking tons of these things. Uh, very very popular in the '90s. Only '90s kids would understand. Um, but eventually, that became a popular television series, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, and a lot of the episodes are just basically based off of very popular books, like some, probably some of the most popular Goosebumps books or, or even probably the ones that were easy enough to translate into a TV show. Right. Probably makes more sense, but yeah, I mean, for me, Goosebumps, for me, it was all about the cover of the book. Like that was the selling feature, like creepy imagery, like spooky shit for, for kids, basically, like basically, because like when you're a kid, even though we're all of us went out and watched like the thing and, uh, you know, Friday the 13th and whatever, yeah. we all watched it as kids. It was never marketed towards us. So it was different right. when there was a series like this for like a TV show and a book series that was for kids and like your mom could pick it up for you or get it from your book order. And it was it was tight. So scholastic book fair. Scholastic book fair days were the fucking tits because those were the days where you could go home with a couple of new Goosebumps books and a poster of a car that you have no idea what what is this car. Or I guess I'm some Captain Underpants. Yeah, I guess I'm in. Or I guess I'm into Vince Carter now. I have a Vince Carter poster (laughs) in my room. 
That or, happened to me when I was younger. <laughs> or in grade two when Kyle made the fatal error of just getting spy gear instead of no gloves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fatal error, cool. spy Kyle. I felt pretty cool for about a day and then realized that I wish I just got a Goosebumps. <laughs> it's true, man. But I, oh, man, I remember all that shit. Like, because you could get, like, uh, little, like, science uh, they were so sets. Cute. Yeah, 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 but well, I love that chick. So they just—they look like so much fun on YTV in the commercials. Exactly. That's exactly. they never were, except for creepy crawlers. Um, creepy crawlers were tight. Creepy crawlers weren't. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that was the boys' crazy. easy bake oven, my man. Yeah, creepy crawlers. You, mean, you guys didn't have an easy bake oven as well. No, but I never. used to hit blades with an easy bake oven in high school. <laughs> I found one at a garage sale when I was six, and I was such a fat piece of shit. I took it home so I could eat the cookies. Oh man! Speaking of being a fat piece of shit at six, I uh, I got my family got me one of those like McDonald's. Uh, do you guys remember it? Like I got like a full McDonald's kit that would allow you to like make your own McDonald's food, but the fry what? maker was just you put a piece of bread in it. Like you just put a slice of bread in and you kind of, you spin a wheel and it comes out in like slices of that look like fries and they're just disgusting. Cause it's just plain wonder bread. Oh yeah. Cause it's fucking bread. But the, also I'm like, why did I have that? It was like, Mom, my parents were prepping me. They, they knew uh, they're like, Mitch is going to, he's going to be working at McDonald's someday. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to get you into the force early. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, did you fuck with creepy crawlies? Creepy of crawlies? I did. I was actually going to throw into the ring here. Like, Sock and boppers. Oh, and, and like, oh man. one in the other room, baby. Man, oh. they were definitely more fun than a pillow fight, but you fucking knocked your friend. Like, we yeah, all dude. knocked each other out. I got, sent, I, got, I got sent home from a, a sleepover for getting a little too carried away with those sock yeah. and boppers. Sock and but boppers. I was like, I'm that kid with the ADD who goes too hard. <laughs> we get it. That's chill, though. Th- that's all. It, like, like, literally, that thing is just like, hey, uh, boxing for children. And someone was true. like, great. <laughs> But basically, this is all like the era of Goosebumps, which is like when we were all discovering this shit. And uh, we're going to share some some uh, comments from listeners and friends of the show, people who commented and d- took the time to message us. Uh, but this was it's it's just undoubtedly a huge milestone for anyone who is a horror fan, like uh, at least in our age group. Like, well, I'm sure that there are some people who, you know, they missed Goosebumps or like it wasn't really a thing for them. But. I'd be very surprised if, like, you know, you did a test and the large majority of people didn't get their, didn't dip their toes in goosebumps. But at the same time, goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark scared me way more. Like at the time when I was watching goosebumps, when I was watching Child's Play two, like when I was when I was discovering all that shit, and like Anaconda and all these horror movies, John Carpenter's Vampires, fucking They Live, and all these horror movies I was watching as a kid. And Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark were always scarier to me. Oh, and totally, I don't know why. Because they were trying to make it. They they were smart. They were made to scare children. Yeah, like there's, right. there's certain things in like I guess adults <clears throat> or like R-rated horror films that just go over kids' heads. Like it's just True. it just naturally. Okay, you'll still get fucking scared of. Like I was scared of some horror films I watched, obviously, but at the same time when like. They like purposely craft like a clown just to look creepy for like a ten year old. That's gonna scare the shit out of you way more. I, I think, think it's, it's because the they remove the. Oh, sorry, God. It's also the uh, just the idea behind all of the stories, and uh, like you you mentioned the book covers. You always know that it's leading up to something like that, yeah, and it's funny going right. back and watching these episodes and seeing how like you know obviously these weren't major Hollywood productions like when they were making these shows. 
they they weren't like this wasn't a huge production but the thing is it was i think it was uh it was our imaginations that rl stein tapped into and he scared us without even showing his stuff he is a goat um boozy you mentioned jack black when you met (laughs) a great that's really good when you when you mentioned scholastic it's funny you did that because this was developed by deborah forte who started scholastic media so this is the first show for Scholastic Media, and then wow. they started making a ton of shows based off books, like Clifford the Big Red Dog. So they started out with like semi horror, and then yeah. went to that. Show. Yeah. Wow, that's and, cool. And uh, and then eventually it became a co-production where Scholastic Media started making the Magic School Bus animated right. series, and then also one a show that's been mentioned on the show before, Animorphs. Animorphs. Fucking Animorphs. Fucking rights Animorphs. I was just gonna say yeah. that I. Oh, do you have more for that? Not really, but I, I. It's funny though, just to think that like, right now we always have the conversation about like, oh, like book to movie or like mm-hmm. book to TV series or remakes and stuff. Like this shit was always happening. Like there were like kids media, if anything, was always getting based off. They're just polluted with it or book or anything. Yeah. Was there a Stretch Armstrong TV show or movie? No, I, I would have known off. about that. I'm not Stretch sure. Armstrong but I wouldn't doubt just- it. <laughs> He was just, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show, but I, I actually like methodically ripped apart a yeah. stretch Armstrong and <laughs> I ruined like my a, parents' a dog carpet. with a toy. <laughs> yeah, I ruined, I ruined their carpet because the insides of a stretch Armstrong, like that shit doesn't come out of a carpet. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Oh That's yeah, that shit's, it's bad. Like, <laughs> and I was like tying it to things and like pulling it like, and I had like me and like a couple friends were like, okay, hey, let's drag it down the hallway. It's like, this thing will never break. And it's like, we get halfway down the hallway. Um, it's just split in two. Also, the music for this show is iconic. Oh yeah, absolutely. It still scares yeah. me. I I heard it playing in a different room, and I was like, oof. I get, it's still like I know it's got that weird like funky kind of undertone to the song, which is very nineties yeah. of it. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, the actual the actual thing itself is very creepy. The, yeah. the piano keys, and it's because you know shit's about to get real. Shit's going down when Goosebumps comes on, and you, that's like one of the most noticeable intros ever oh yep. exactly like that's like the opening keys to welcome to the black parade by my my chemical romance you know what song it is the moment you hear that first key right it's like smoke Sorry. on the water <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was actually just true. gonna kind of go back to a point before what i was gonna say is um i think the reason this series whether it be in book or visual form i think the reason we were so terrified of it and not of other like bigger horror movies is because uh, they removed all the adults for us in those stories. So it yep, took right. away any sort of safety net. And it makes you the one where y- all of a sudden you have to deal with the problem. Because in like horror movies, it's these guys have to deal with the problem and you just get to sit and fucking watch. It's, it's true. And it's kind of, well, like R.L. Stein knew exactly what he was doing, where he was just making accessible horror for younger for a yeah. younger audience. And it was such a great, it was such a perfect gateway into this genre, which he's clearly like a massive fan of. Um, but it's just like you think about modern horror movies in any decade where it's always, you know, the standard tropes are the teenagers and their parents not believing them and them having to escape something themselves. That's just that's Goosebumps 101. Like that's in almost every episode. <laughs> I'm, parent, I'm trying to take that Parents class. don't believe the kids. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's a like he used the same formula in so many of these stories. Obviously, it's been years since I've read any of these books. Um, but I do want to talk about like some of our favorites, even before we get into talking about like the episodes. I want right. to just talk about like because I know when we first started the podcast, we actually, me, Diego, and Boozy, we we talked about 
our like favorite covers and stuff like that. And that, but that was four years ago, and I, I, I'd like to re I'd like to rehash it a little bit. I'm sure we'll be the same in some sort. No, Boozy, you can have different ones. Look up, just no, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm Goosebumps fucking, covers. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. But, I'm like, in the dark web right now. Yeah, I have I have mine like pretty much like deep deep trouble was yep. my number number one most like that the iconic Goosebumps book cover just because like it, it makes so much sense like this this kid who by the time I got to Deep Trouble I had already seen Jaws like five times right so right. it just obviously I gravitated towards it I was already like into sharks and everything I was fascinated by it. and then you have the image of this like hammerhead shark circling a kid in the water and like that one just stood out to me so hard. Um, but the other one is uh, obviously the most popular one, the Haunted Mask. Oh, yeah. We can yeah. all agree on yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, we can all agree on the Haunted Mask. But I also, like, uh, I saw a really fucking cool tattoo that was done by a local artist, actually. <gasps> that was uh, the I've, Beast I've from always, the East. I've always wanted to get a fucking Goosebumps tattoo. And let me guess which one you want. The Werewolf what? of Fever Swamp? I really did. I really yeah, fucking did. That's such a that I love the werewolf of fever swamp. But yeah, but I do have a dark uh, horse in this one too. After, okay, is it one of those choose your own adventure ones? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is this is this uh, is a. I never liked that shit. I didn't I, I was like that always, shit. Either. I think it's because I'm lazy. Like I was like, I don't want to do any work. Like I, I'm. You're already asking so much by getting a fucking seven year old to read. Guys, yeah. did I tell you my story about dealing with these, the Choose Your Own Adventures? Never no. had one in my life before. I'm a little kid, just learned how to read, and I'm reading a Goosebumps, and I don't know that like I have to go to different pages, so I'm just reading it front to back, <laughs> and it, it's like... It's, so it's you weren't cut. retaining anything that it was telling you, hey? I was like, is this what books are? Like, yeah. it was wild. <laughs> I was okay. So what I was gonna say is one of the most Who's underrated experiencing House of Leaves. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> the most underrated cover for me that no one ever talks about, and I think would be a great tattoo is Ghost Beach. I love the cover. Oh for Ghost Beach. yeah, oh, Ghost Beach is totally. sick. I remember that one perfectly. It's, it's like so vague oh. that like it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that might have been my first Goosebumps book. Yeah, it was. This was the really? first one I ever owned. Oh man, I love also, that. That's such a classic. You, you can't scare me with like the muck men. That one's pretty. Yeah, sweet that's a good too. one too. Yeah, yeah. I am um, for me. I think. Okay, I have a couple. I think for me, number one's probably Monster Blood. I love Monster Blood. Oh okay. yeah, maybe. Just like because there's like <laughs> twenty five. <laughs> there's like twenty five Monster Bloods. I think, but the first one specifically where like the green blood is going down the staircase. Yeah, I love true. that shit. Man, I actually, I, sorry to cut you off, but I remember at one Scholastic Book Fair, I think it was Monster Blood, uh, I think it was Monster Blood 2, because yeah, it was the one with the, like, hamster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, and it came with, like, a little vial of, like, no jelly. Way. No, it oh was, my like, god. Green, it was, like, green jelly. I'm hitting and I remember right now. It was, what was that shit that we, like, not, play, it obviously Play-Doh, but what was the shit that came in, like, a peanut? You know what oh, I'm talking silly about? Silly Putty. Silly Putty. Yeah, fuck yeah. It, it was kind of, like... It was kind it of was like kind silly of like buddy. A or like an yeah. egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, actually, man, like, it's so weird that you mentioned like that being Monster Blood was my first one. Like, just looking at this cover like over and over, I'm like, yeah, that was the first one I ever got because my cousin gave me a bunch of his old ones because he kind of grew out of it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is free real estate, basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. There is some very sick Monster Blood merch on eBay. I'm going to have to get to this later. Hey guys, but... we're going to yeah, we're gonna have to shop after here. <laughs> 
now I think the other one I'll mention that I really like is uh, I think it's called Calling All Creeps. Yeah, Calling yeah. All Creeps. I love yeah. that one. Or like those, like the like four Raptor guys in the telephone booth. That shit is sick. So oh yeah, true. like they're all just gonna be like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah, I love that, that one. That's, a, that's oh, all yeah. I think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like a bunch of fucking velociraptors <laughs> yeah. prank calling people. It is like like little, little rascals. Okay, yeah. I don't know how much you got. Like Kyle, you probably know a little bit more, maybe about like how many episodes and like what all got done and didn't get done. But oh. I always remember, I was like, did they ever do an Abominable Snowman of Pasadena um, episode? Because that seems like it would be know. so hard. Yeah, you I know? don't remember. But at the same time, you'd think that a Return of the Mummy episode would be hard. Which No, you just wrap like, it up. Like, you actually have to have a fucking No, but like, think about the first. set. Yeah, yeah, it's tr- yeah, it's true. But like, they, they got away with a lot of shit in the show by... Oh, oh you're man, telling remember- me. <laughs> what, what's... Okay, now I'm coming across like alternative covers but there's the one where it's like a it looks like a poop monster crawling out of a swamp do you know what oh, i'm talking that's, about that's poop monster coming out of the swamp that's oh yes that's uh the two. One. sorry two that's number one is a, it's it's more of like p i also just i love the classic ones oh you you can't scare me is what it's called you can't uh, yeah, scare yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. um i don't oh, know man, if there the was bar- an the barking ghost episode. i'm looking for it can't find it but the sh- for, I mean, I don't know if, if our U.S. listeners like are as familiar with Goosebumps the show. Yeah, I feel like they must going be stupid right now. Like, no, we're going sure. ham. But I feel like they must be. But I think in Canada, it it was a bit more special because like a lot of these, like almost a good portion of the episodes were produced in Canada. So there was a huge yeah. push to show yeah, it in Canada. And mm-hmm. a lot of these actors, is like a lot of the kids in the show, and we'll talk about it later. Like a lot of them were in Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was also produced in Canada for the most part. Yeah. So, like, we couldn't escape this shit as kids. Like, it was everywhere. It but, was, yeah. But it led into um, a lot. It led into a lot of great shit, though. I mean, it basically led into a fucking show like this. Like, <laughs> right. So true. Yeah. And it opened the doors no. for so many people. Like, it was a great floodgate for people. Well, the like, way the way like Degrassi is honestly. It honestly, it's <laughs> true. It's still, it still is. I know uh, Je- Jeff uh, from So Be It. He messaged me about how we're doing not only doing a Goosebumps episode, but an episode on. Uh, Return of the Living Dummy or Night Night of Living Dummy Two, the one that Boozy <laughs> yeah. picked, yes. and uh, his his youngest daughter is just absolutely obsessed with Slappy right now, oh, and no like absolutely obsessed. So she's and he said that he's like I've seen that episode so many times he could recite it, and uh, like it's Crazy. gotten to the point where he's seen it way too much. And uh, but yeah, I remember he sent me a video a couple months ago of his of his daughter just talking about Slappy, and it was so cute. Um, but yeah, it's like this shit is still connecting with kids. Yeah, I would no, love to see it. I'd love to see it make a comeback in the in the TV form once again. But like, I I did love the first movie as well. Like, I really like. I that think first the first Goosebumps movie was movie. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't like the second one very much, but uh, I still I of course be down for a third one just because I'm always down for Goosebumps. Right. Um, do you guys want to hear from some of our listeners? So much fun. It's so yeah, much fun. it is. So good. I, um, I think it's just a, it's really kid like like I don't know I, watching this show like I know it's supposed to be kid like but I find the actual TV show is a lot scarier than the movie was. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the the movie was a little bit more lighthearted, a little more like comical yeah. on purpose. Sorry, what that, you um, but it worked. That and it they worked. used like it was very heavy on the CGI and everything, and then yeah, the TV right. show. Yeah. Even looking back on it, you know, it, it is practical. At like we'll talk about. Obviously, there's only. We can only get so critical to an extent when it comes to a '90s right. 
TV yeah. show that's geared right, for right. kids. But uh, but that's the it's it's clearly look watching the show at 30 years old is entirely different <laughs> than watching it, it just when slaps I was a kid. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. Yeah. But I can still, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But I want to I wanna hit off what some of our listeners have had to say. And I want to yeah. give a shout out to uh, Cody J. Charleston, who's homeboy. Cody that, uh, J. Charleston. Yeah, he's, a, he's an artist that Boozy discovered on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah, he's uh, been awesome. Boozy sh- yeah, he shared his art. And he actually, he did, he did this amazing haunted mask, like oil canvas. And it's just beautiful. Like it, all of his stuff is so fucking good. He's got a RoboCop on there. I think he's got I came amazing Jason. Him, like finding, I think it was like a Michael Myers thing or whatever. And I just kept looking. I'm like, these are all amazing. It's like I have yeah, to like show people this guy. Yeah, he's so good. It was a great find by Boozy, and he actually reached out. And I guess he's listened to a couple episodes, and he he yeah, was excited sick. to says he's excited to hear this one. But uh, he actually That's messaged awesome. us and said. He said, uh, favorite memories of the series has to be discovering the Haunted Mask episode as a kid or rewatching Piano Lessons Can Be Murder and Phantom of the Auditorium with a bunch of friends for a laugh. Highly recommend those two episodes if you guys want to see some horrible yet amazing acting. And uh, to that, I do say I did message him back and say, like, I originally chose Phantom of the Auditorium. I, we can still talk about it today, but I did watch it. And I was oh, like, yeah, I want to pick a different. Yeah, I was like, I want to pick a different one, but like, because that one scared the piss out of me when I was a kid for some reason. Same here, yeah. And watching it again, I'm like, why? Why did this scare me? (laughs) Like, I have no idea. Um, But yeah, so thank you so much for that, Cody. That's yeah, thank you. And very happy to have you aboard. And then uh, on the comment section, we got so gutsy baritone says that the haunted mask was his fave body horror for kids, and that's uh, very true. That's that's so true. Uh, Lexus Alinek, Lexicelia says, oh my god, yes, I love the haunted mask and was traumatized by Night of the Living Dummy. Also vaguely remember being freaked out by one where I think the dad turns into a plant, uh, which Darcy had her back and said it's stay out of the basement, one of the best. Uh, that's the one with the, the book cover is like the guy with the, right. it's like a plant hand. Oh, yeah. that's such a wicked cover. It's like coming outside a, a of the plant. door. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a that simple. girl, Manaz. Uh, Amanda says, Night of the Living Dummy is probably what I associate my fear of dolls to. I used to watch Goosebumps on a marathon on weekends as a kid. Explains a lot about me now. <laughs> uh, so true. Like, I think we all pretty much would binge the shit if we could, well, especially when we were kids. Um, 3,000 movies to die before you watch. So it's either Darcy or Jen said, After watching The Ghost Next Door, we're working our way through the Goosebump series. My favorite episode and book was always Stay Out of the Basement and A Night at Terror Tower was a close second. I don't remember A yeah. Night at Terror Tower. Yeah, me neither. Do you guys, yeah. do you remember the one with the like twisted superhero? Oh, what yeah. was that one? Uh, yeah. Mutant. 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 That uh, one is something that's mutant. sick. That um, one is one of the scariest. I don't know why that Crimson Chin ripoff guy just scares the fuck out yeah. of me. It's true. Um, the Crimson Chin ripped then, him off, to be fair. Sure, sure. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Jude Peters says, I own most of the Goosebumps movies, and I love them. So, thank you guys for commenting <laughs> on. I was, I thought he was going to say, like, the books. I was like, man, what's up? That'd yeah. be a beefy collection. <laughs> I know. I used to have the original, like, first volume before they got all the, like, second and thirds and choose your own adventures. Yeah, I would those collect the them. Like, I would collect them to the point where I wouldn't even read all of them. I just wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I'd get them at the garage sales. Like, people just <laughs> yeah. fucking toss those things up for quarters. Exactly. exactly. All right, Bevan. Bevan says in grade three, I won a math class. I, I won a math class times tables competition, and I got to choose a prize from the box. So I grabbed the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure book. 
There were supposed to be 20 possible endings, but my granny and me could only find 14. That is some <laughs> fucking insane commitment wow. to that book. But I think you killed it on fi- even finding 14 is Damn. impressive. That's so some good false work, advertising. Yeah, that, that shit would haunt me. Like, where's the other six? <laughs> <laughs> what am uh, I missing? <laughs> Blair Blair JP says Night of the Living Dummy is one of my favorites and Bryson says dude Goosebumps was my life as a kid mm. well now so it did I'm make your it to life the States, okay. okay yeah so yeah. it obviously did make it to the States yeah then. it did yeah because Bryson's from Utah wow so Sick. fuck yeah now we can just open up this conversation so I, I don't know how do you guys how do you guys want to go about this do you want to just go through the episodes or yeah, sure. that's I would like that. to make a, one more kind of comment before we get started is talking about like we're, we're all like talking about how all these covers are so cool and everything. You kind of have to realize that uh, to an extent when you went to like go look at the Goosebumps books was our equivalent of going to like the horror section. But we were allowed to like pick what we want. And like you look at these. The, the I can't remember who does the art for this. I think we talked about it one time, but like. That there's something so lush and beautiful about this art that even as an adult, even if you don't want to read the book, you want to pick it up to look at that art because it's amazing. Right. Totally. No, it's expressive. It's like, uh, it's suggestive. Like you get everything you need to know about what's going on from that. But it still piques the imagination. Exactly. Exactly. What's going on here? Yeah. How did we, Tim, Tim Jacobus is the, the artist. He, he's one of the top, the, uh, he's the one who did like all the like the original uh, Goosebumps runs. So those are the ones that we're talking yeah, about. But like it reminds me so like with its like the lush colors, but also like the the darks that it uses. It reminds me so much of eighties horror. Like if you're walking down that oh, that's aisle, true. At the, yeah, I could see that. You know that. what I mean? It looks like the VHS tapes. They're they're bright, vibrant colors, and there's something spooky going on on the front. It's true, <clears throat> and it catches. It just it does like. I don't think that you could find a way to capture a child's imagination better than some of these goosebumps covers. Like it's, oh, it's unbelievable it's like cocaine for kids. Like they're like, it is. three yeah. of these. This goosebumps was, I think that might've been for sure. It was my first collectible. It was goosebumps and then Pokemon. Cause I got into Pokemon think, after goosebumps. Mm, I think mine was the other way around. Yeah. But I'm also much older oh, yeah. and more wiser well, than you. Much older. You're two years older than me. Fuckers. <laughs> Two years is a big difference when it comes to goosebumps, man. That's honestly pretty fair. In that's kid yeah. years, that's like six years. That's it's true. true. Like, think about when you're in grade six, you're like, oh, man, those grade sevens look fucking mean. Man, when I was in grade <laughs> seven, I was really worried because I was like, I got to take this girl on a date. We're going to go see Shrek at Rainbow. But then we bailed on it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> man, going on dates when you were like in elementary was so yeah, awkward because so you weird. couldn't get away from them. Do you know what did I mean? Did you do that too, Kyle? Because I, I did that too. And I realized now as an adult how fucking weird yeah, it is. And so how, weird. like, w- the eventual day that I have kids, that it will not be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember, remember going yeah. to see Norbit. It was so weird. Oh, my God. Oof. I went and saw fucking. No wonder. Like, yeah. Ugh. Went and saw Mean Girls. Held, okay, that's held a whole Held my girlfriend's hand. Dude, you were on cloud nine. You told all your homies when you got home. No, because at that at that that point, (laughs) girls were still gay. Oh, it's on sight. That's just how it was when you were. Oh yeah, I remember that. Just me and my boys. We're just gonna play N sixty four. I was I was wearing my my. uh, I was like, oh man, what am I gonna wear on this date? And of course, your boy showed up in his bam shirt. 
I had a BAM shirt with the heartogram. It was oh a white shirt God. with the pink heartogram, and it said BAM on the bottom. Fucking rights. I was a man, skater. I was, was going to guess that you were going to show up like 2001 era Fred Durst. Like you'd have like Red the hat. big baggy jersey and that, the hat. Yeah. yeah, what's up? We're going for a dance. That's more He's so now. <laughs> That's me now with the chin strap. Are you guys All ready right. to fucking hit this? Yeah, so who should we start off with? Should we start off with, uh, I feel like we got to leave. How about we go in chronological order? Like, we, yeah, we what's that. funny is that we, tro- we chose the last three episodes yeah, of the season. I thought he was, I was like, oh, what's the chances of that? that? Well, that's kind of another sort of reason why I chose, uh, I got <laughs> uh, Return of the Mummy. So yeah. ret- we'll start off with it. So we'll go Return of the Mummy, Night of Living Dummy 2, and yep. then we'll finish off with Say Cheese and Die. Right. So, Return of the Mummy. This was my pick, and honestly, I don't even have like a, a strong connection with this one. I just, uh, I always loved like Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. That book cover was awesome for me, and I think right. one of the re- I love that one, and one of the reasons I love that Goosebumps covered mummy shit. I so badly want mummy stuff to come yeah. back. I want someone to pull off a good mummy story, uh, but I just it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, that's why I was even the guy who was I was excited for that new Tom Cruise mummy and I I couldn't get through it. It was so bad. But but that was a hopeless uh, thought. Exactly. But man, how cool would it be to get like a Robert Eggers fucking yeah. oh, mummy? That'd be sick. Right. Like, like, that would you, be so cool. Don't you remember like I guess like yeah, like late nineties, like there was so much mummy shit and like Egyptian culture was such a yeah. thing back then. Like well, I love I loved the mummy. Like, well, like yeah, but the like mummy returns. I guess the mummy was even a little bit later. Or I guess around this time, but I don't know. I just feel like there were so many like I spy books and like so many like different books always about mummies when I was a kid. And I yeah, maybe, they always maybe, went to Egypt and they yes. always encountered a mummy. It was like and the fucking Hardy Boys Egypt over and over. Were- I, as a kid, I thought Egypt was like a fictional place that it was just like magic over there. <laughs> it was like, just evil there. <laughs> like I don't know. Th- well, that's what's funny is it's definitely a very dangerous place. A dangerous place for a fucking kid, <laughs> like two kids and their dad to go tomb tomb raiding, uh, yes. looking for like that. And that's the synopsis. So the synopsis of uh, this episode is while visiting his uncle and cousin in Egypt. Gabe inadvertently brings brings a mummified prince back from the dead, uh, and w- obviously, Kyle, this is where you're going to go ballistic. You're, 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 I know you're about to go ballistic about Daniel DeSanto. I can't even. Oh yeah. my goodness! So Daniel DeSanto, who plays Gabe, he plays the main character in this in this episode. He would possibly be the most annoying kid in any Goosebumps episode ever. If he wasn't trumped by his sister in this very yeah, episode, she's no, 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 you guys, come on. Okay, no, so, fuck that kid. Okay, Gabe has a mega Chad voice, even when he's talking about himself. And the sister is like, she reminds me of like Stewie. Like she's gonna like smoke cigarettes and like crack one liners. <laughs> well, man, dude, she's such an abusive little brat. Like, did, yeah. did you get like, okay, so. She gives zero fucks. Yeah, but were your guys' sibling... Like, did you guys ever have sibling rivalries like this? Because I never saw a sibling... Never. Like, me and my sisters gave each other shit, but, like, we... we, It was nothing like this. Well, they're cousins starters, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's even weirder. It and he is always, even every, weirder. Every time he yells, yells her name, it's also he's just, like, yelling to his phone, Siri, what's the weather? Siri! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, okay, we need to talk about Daniel DeSanto, though, because this guy You is need to talk about fucked. him. First yeah. of all, he... I, I would consider... For you, my, question sorry. for you, though, yeah. Kyle. Um, do you like your muffin buttered? Yes, I do like my muffin do you, buttered. Do you know what that's from? Oh, yeah, it's from Mean Girls. Yes, where this Daniel DeSanto plays Jason. Daniel, this guy's in Mean Girls. Oh my god. Why did that look like a fucking trial right there? (laughs) Sir, do you know who said this, sir? (laughs) I went up right close to the mic. Yeah, you guys Uh, some fucking trial. Okay, but he's in so much shit. This guy's a Canadian legend. I'm gonna put it right now. A legend. I only only know about one other thing that he's in, and it's huge, and it's very connected to Goosebumps. Okay, so... Are Are you afraid of the dark? Of course. But don't don't get it twisted. He's also Carlos in the Magic School Bus. And I would never get it twisted, so you don't have to Holy worry about that. Holy shit. I completely forgot about Carlos and the Magic School Bus, which I loved. And, and he's also Matt from Dudley the Dragon. <gasps> I fucking hated Dudley the Dragon. Oh, he's such a piece too. of shit. But you're right, bitch. He's Tucker from Are You Afraid of the Dark? And he's like in the whole series of that show. like the whole Yeah, series. He's, he's one of the kids around the fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like all the other kids. Yeah, he's literally uh, afraid of the dark always. He also played. He also voiced Brock in the animated show <gasps> Braceface, a Teletoon oh, classic. You're gonna say Pokemon? Oh, I'll sit back. He also played Ray in Beyblade. <laughs> no. Yes, I saw I that. I uh, Beyblade. In... Okay, and then like later in his life, he did like what every Canadian actor does. He just goes on Republic of Doyle and Murdoch Mysteries. It's fine. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> uh, true. And but then the, start- the last thing, though, is like, I this is way, way, way too late in the game for us. Like, not even close. But for maybe, like, the listeners out there who are parents, he is Daring Danny X in Paw Patrol. So, this man's a legend. Wow. It's true. Entertainment for children for decades. Literal decades. But it's crazy. Yeah, he's so... But for the record, condense everything I just said into that he is the I want to butter your muffin guy. That's basically... <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much... And what- he's... But on top of all of that, the most insane thing out of his entire filmography is Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's, not even, he's not even in the movie, though. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, he was cut out of Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> he was, but it's it's still in his top build thing. Like, it's the second thing in his oh filmography. That's <laughs> real the, one, of the worst, one of the worst fucking movies. Yeah, when I was looking this episode up, that shit blew my fucking mind. Yep. It kind of gets crazier, to be honest, though. The people of the show... I guess kind of like Degrassi, like all the people who have been on Degrassi are on everything else Canadian. Goosebumps is pretty fucking similar. All these kids ended up in something else. Just how it works. I don't know. The thing about like looking back on this now, all these years later and so far removed from Goosebumps, it's like the set that the this was just a huge nostalgia fest, obviously, because it immediately took me back to memories that I haven't had in I, I, they were suppressed memories that I couldn't, I, I, I'm don't, I have no idea where these came from, but right. like this episode reminded me of faking sick when I was a kid so I could stay home and watch goosebumps and, uh, wishbone. <laughs> you guys remember <laughs> fucking wishbone? I hated wishbone. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is like, that shit was always on during the day. Yeah. And yeah. like when don't you're, it was it. either that it was either like goosebumps, wishbone, or are you afraid of the dark or, uh, or are you afraid of the dark was actually always later. Um, but uh, you, if you were lucky, your mom would take you to the, the video store and you could rent a couple episodes. Uh, <laughs> it never made sense. But yeah, like, 
like as a kid, I was always like, why do they play TV during school time? I just want to be home and watching TV. <laughs> well, I'm not here for it. Don't they know that? I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> is Ricky? Fuckers. Why is Ricky like and Judge Judy only on during the day? <laughs> yeah. like, they think I don't want to see this. I should. I guess they're correct. Um, Remember the, like, remember the commercial break cliffhangers for these episodes? Yeah. It's one of my favorite yeah. things about Goosebumps. Yeah. Like, look, especially watching it now on Netflix, like, they're still there, but it just goes right into the episode still. I'm so but, happy like, you brought that up. I forgot, to, I forgot to write that down. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, they're, <laughs> so they're always, like, crazy cliffhangers. And then, like, but at the same time, every single one of these episodes, I don't feel like... I don't feel like any of these episodes ends in any sort of satisfying way. So it just doesn't. <laughs> no, they never levels of tolerable. I just, I don't think they ever wrap up. Like they never fully wrap up. Also, you know what? Think, Arl, maybe he's just not a closer, you know, well, maybe that's these, we're also talking about the books. The books were better. <laughs> the fine literature for which they're based upon. Yeah. I like, I like how you can still get away with calling like, your uncle, Uncle Ben, like pre-Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, just want to mention that something I love about Goosebumps is if you can't figure out what the plot devices and the story is within the first like three minutes, then like you're donezo because yeah. they give you everything. Like this kid fucking walks out, he's like, "Wow, cool, we're in the fucking the mummies over here. Check out this talisman I bought." It's like, yeah. okay, that's uh, Sorry, a summoner? Come on. Yeah, a summoner. So, he, so everyone else is looking through overpriced water and neck pillows. And what this motherfucker's at, at the summoner section? It's what a dead hat. What the fuck ad. is that? Yeah. <laughs> what even is a summoner? That's yeah. so do you, funny. Do you want this dried out monkey paw? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's it's so true. It's just that, because of these are they're geared for fucking six year olds. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's totally. it's a little know, weird just, watching it's, them. It's now. funny watching them as an adult because you're just yeah. logic goes out the window. Oh yeah, oh, totally. No and like ev- and it's either everything's either overacted or just like not acted at all. Like there's especially in this episode actually it's some of the worst acting. Um, which is like, trust me, I'm not above shitting on a child actor. I could, I could get in on that, but it's actually like, it's the, the adults are really cringy in this episode. No, no but one the, is good. The, no, no. yeah. But the, the most memorable the, for me, like we can pretty much wrap up return of the mummy and move on to a different one. Whoa, if you guys whoa, want, whoa. I got so much shit. Here. Okay. Like, you, you go. But the, the last thing I have to say about it is that out of the three episodes, this one has the best effects. Obviously, because the mummy looks dope, right? And the mummy yeah. still like, even all these years later, it still looks kind of cool. And and I'm like, man, yeah, out. oh yeah, that's it's terrifying. Like for, yeah. of course, I was terrified of this shit as a kid. Like that, he pops that's, out. It's yeah. like he took like 15 quaaludes and he's like, just, like all <laughs> yeah. over the place. Wow. He can barely stand still. That's true. <laughs> all right, let me just fucking tear. I want to kind of go through the story with you guys because I was just a note machine for this. So just let me go. All right. Okay, go off. Fucking let the horse out of the stable. Slay bay. (laughs) All right. So, did the children build the props for this episode as well? Um, I know. I think the set behind the the very ending of a new nightmare did. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) It's fuck you. No, it's true. Okay, Uncle Ben is way too fucking cavalier about having these kids in a fucking open dig site. That's so true. Oh, he's I just, know. He doesn't tell anybody. He's just like, yep, in the morning, you, me, and the six-year-old. Like, <laughs> At least he's given the six-year-old credit. He's also, like, he's, hey. like, he's supposed to be the dad of the girl. And yes. Uncle Ben looks but around. It doesn't, 
But yeah. she looks about eight. <laughs> that just gives me hope for like you know my fuel that I got in my nuts. Right. Maybe it'll right. still be good when I'm like sixty-five. Yeah. Just put it on ice cubes. <laughs> um, put on ice tea. Yeah, ice tea. Um, so okay, when when they're talking about this expedition, the only problem the kids have is that he's like, oh man, there's going to be like snakes and spiders, right? So the uncle or Uncle Ben is just straight up like, oh, I'll send in a team tonight and they'll clear them out. So I had to stop and think about the fucking logistics. What fucking crew are you going to send in in less than 24 hours to clean out a literal fucking cave? Think with your fucking head, Ben. What are you going to do? Chase spiders with a broom the whole way? Like, I was really (laughs) mad about this. And Bro, then, those spiders and, were scary, though. Those and then when they were, oh. they got in the fucking cave, so they're we in the scarabs, and Correct. you hear like the sounds, and and they're like, "Oh, what was that?" And he goes, "It oh, it's probably just wind moving through the like cracks or whatever." And it's like you're inside a fucking huge ass pyramid. You're not near to the fucking exit. How yeah. is there wind coming through this whole fucking thing, Uncle Ben? <laughs> He is such an idiot. Man, what did Uncle Ben ever do to you, bro? Chill also, out. he trips and misses the whole fucking thing, and then all of a sudden the shit starts falling apart, and the kids run by. He's like, yeah, yeah, I should probably go too. He is fucking useless. <laughs> he is useless. <laughs> He's old. Let him be. He's from a different era. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure the little girl was like, do you guys smell the scent of death? Like, she said something, like, weirdly, like, prophetic yeah. in this. Yeah, I remember that. She had, like, a premonition. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, okay, like, I don't know if we want to, like, cover the whole story, but, like, I don't know. I'm assuming if someone wanted to, they could watch it with us or after they've watched this. But the last thing I had to say about this whole thing is, do you think when that kid got home and, like, that hand was in there that, like, he got some ideas? Like, oh my god, Kyle. <laughs> Boozy, Jesus Christ. Man, because that talk- thing's just this it's fucking opening and closing, and you're just standing there looking at it like, hmm. The only thing I could think about was how traumatized <laughs> these kids are gonna be after they saw like okay, Boozy's asking of- if he got a hand job from his summoner. <laughs> yeah. Yes, from, that's from what I'm airport. If he got from an airport. Every, everybody everybody tied their stretch armstrong <laughs> around their junk at some point. Everyone knows that. Okay, but was the underlying banana, story that, that she was 4,000 years old to bring him back, but he was like, I don't want to come back, so then he goes away? I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know she, if anyone really does. Also, this is the first of two episodes that we are covering where they just randomly start saying mumbo-jumbo, and that means that like shit's happening. Hey, that's how it works. Yeah, awesome. that's how they explain things. And I'm pretty sure 20, it's the same fucking They got a lot to say and not enough time to say it. I that's guess true. so. Mm. That's that's all they got I got. 22 like, minutes to get the story done. I like some <laughs> mumbo jumbo every now and then. Why not? Yeah. All right, so that is Return of the Mummy. Uh, I think <laughs> what yeah, a Ret- winner. Ret- what a winner. Yeah. So let's move on to Boozy's pick, which is Night of the Living Dummy. Two. 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 So you, you thought want... I was fucking around, and I was like, yeah. no, there is no one. <laughs> yeah, see, I thought Boozy, like, originally, because when we all, we decided this over um, our group chat, and Boozy said, Night of the Living Dummy 2, and I was like, of course, that fucking prick is choosing a sequel. <laughs> yeah, this is my Stepfather 3 moment. Yeah. <laughs> it honestly so, checked out. For me, it made sense. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. fake. <laughs> all right, so Amy thinks her father has, brought, has bought her the perfect gift, a new ventriloquist dummy. However, it soon becomes apparent that there is more to this dummy than meets the eye. 
I have so much to say about this episode. There are... The cast for this episode is fucked. Wild. Okay, let's start off with the cast then. Okay, so first off, <laughs> the the girl who plays Amy Kramer, she's also an episode of Are Afraid of the Dark, The Tale of the Stone Maiden. Oh, the, the Stone Maiden! And she was also on Big Wolf on Campus, which... Hell that yeah, show amazing show, yeah. Star, star um... Uh, Adam McDonald. Adam McDonald stars in that yeah. show. Uh, that she was also, also in the Time Travels Traveler's Wife. Yeah, yeah, Time Traveler's Wife, and then Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was in that. Actually, a couple of these people are as well. And then she was also in Super Troopers too. Yes. <laughs> oh, but not the first. Fuck. The Got one it. that came out like two years ago, and it shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah, it was <laughs> so bad. Uh, and then the girl who plays her sister, she wasn't. Her name is Katarina Skarscone. Skarscone. I don't know her, but I feel like people probably definitely know her. For one thing, she was in the Crash TV series that's based off the Oscar-winning film Crash. Oh my god, there's a TV series of that? In 2009, yes. disgusting. That makes me sick. And then she's also Dr. Amelia Shepard from not only Grey's Anatomy, not only Private Practice, but also Station 19. All three of those shows. Wow. Yeah, no. it, it just She's, gets wild. She hasn't been in any, like, derailed or anything, though. No. Oh, then we have Gina Clayton, who plays <laughs> the mom. She was in the Drew Barrymore vehicle. Oh, Drew Barrymore and Jason Long vehicle. Oh, Fever she's, pitch. she's the mom. Oh, I like, think you're going to say going, going the distance. Oh, I wish. They oh, keep wait, making no. fun of her for being fat the whole time, right? They that do. was, like, yeah, the running yeah. joke. In this. I feel so bad. The mom? Yeah. Yeah, the mom. Yeah, fuck it. Well, man, she's they're... just, like, a perfectly normal-looking lady, and she's eating something. Like, oh, you fat pig. <laughs> yeah. She's well, a mom in, this, like, all those kid shows. This this Slappy, like, the, this dummy, this this version of Slappy, he's, like, the Jeff Ross of dumb, ventriloquist <laughs> dummies. He's, like, a roast king. He's a roast master. I just he's roasting them. Roasting the mom for being fat and then roasting the dad for sucking at singing. <laughs> Skippy goes uh, off. Like, yeah, calling totally that kid like rails. a booger brain. Like, that's yeah. harsh. <laughs> to be, be fair, that kid is a booger brain. Who wears, I can, oh man, 90s, 90s styles. We got to talk about this at some point. Because that fucking kid wearing those gla- sunglasses <laughs> on his head the whole time. That was, God, that was pissing me off. Yeah, that shit like, was fire. He's oh like, are God. you going to go outside? Then go outside. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just don't know. I'm going to be prepared if I do, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just slide them down if I need That's them. why I'm also wearing a turtleneck. I just I just want to say that <laughs> any kid who is into ventriloquism is like, needs to get the fuck out of your house. Exactly what I wrote down. That and is exactly number, what I wrote down. Number two is a whole fucking family that once a week does show and tell is also fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay, how would so you hear think me of there. new shit? Every Maybe week. this kid was yeah. fucking crazy because she comes from an insane family. Hear me out. Who does bro. show what and tell if, once a week? What if this isn't her original family and this is her therapy? <laughs> like, man, I like it. I like it. That's the, that, that was the conclusion I came to near the end. Because why the fuck would they have a family show and tell? That's the weirdest thing I've ever I, heard. Okay, the whole time we're sitting there watching this, and I'm like. Kate, have they never heard of a fucking board game? Do something else. This is she's creepy. just kidnapped. She's held against her will, and like yeah. Slappy's the doll that's like she's living like vicariously through it. But, like, basically, what if Slappy is Loki <laughs> trying to save her from this map. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get you out of here, kid. <laughs> yeah, we'll say so Slappy's her imaginary friend who's who's grown inside of her. Slappy's <laughs> voice is fucking insane. Oh, and that God. is a great. That is a great 
Such a good voice. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, iconic. Okay, we're going back to that the first show and tell. When that kid just plays a video of just snitching on everybody, the whole time I was thinking about how if there could have been like an X-rated version, like like dad's like doing coke or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like tossing a body over a bridge. And he's the like, ah, you guys. Yeah. He's the fucking the neighbor in his car. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't ignore that the kids somehow had access to the theme music of Goosebumps during the but, video. But a remix. It was, it was like a, remix. a, yeah. a Bomba remix. That yeah. was my favorite part. I love that they take this theme and just fucking grind it into the ground. Oh, okay. Wait, the guy who made the theme... His name is Jack Lenz, and he did all the music for the RoboCop TV series. Oh, what? hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Not only that, but he did music for Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a ten. And not only that, but he did the music for Doc, a TV series that aired in 2001 starring Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh, my God. This dude's getting work. Yeah, <laughs> he's a legend. Has the talent, man. Okay, were you guys were you guys afraid of Slappy? Like when you were younger? Not this one. I not this still... one. Which one? I you never. Yeah, huh? Like from yeah, the, the art, even the, like reading the art. The... I was scared of the, the the artwork. Scared me way more. Yeah, I think that this design I always thought was stupid. I remember maybe that was the my first bit of being pretentious in my life was being like. Uh, they changed how Slappy looks in the TV show. <laughs> and I think that that was the first time that I deserved a violent a wedgie. wedgie. Yeah, that's that's yeah, kind yeah. of a good point, though. I kind of I kind of know what you're talking about. I feel like I remember having a similar thought about that, because he definitely looks a lot more terrifying on the on the book cover. He's. Yeah. I, I feel like he's gained 50 pounds, like, in the in the TV one. Well, he's he, much jollier. He just looks like a generic, uh, a generic ventriloquist dummy in in the TV show. Like that's like, well, I yeah. don't know if you guys have seen Boozy. Haven't you watched Primal Screen on uh, Shutter? They yes. talk yeah, yeah. about yeah, they talk about magic. The Anthony Hopkins yeah, movie where the ventriloquist. Wild. Yeah, but that that ventriloquist dummy is so similar to even Slappy. Like in I, in this, I guess this they're they're very similar. And I, I don't just, know, like obviously magic is creepy, but. I just like the way that Slappy in this, he constantly has like the side eye emoji going on like at all yeah. times. He's, He's never got the Beetlejuice emoji going on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, okay, so I like that this is kind of like a possession movie because like Slappy's going through the house and doing shit when like people aren't around kind of deal. Right. But yeah, yeah. I love the fact that there was all this build up to what he did to this painting. And then he just drew like a stick, nice stick family on it. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought he was gonna like rip it to shreds. He just fucking like, I'm just gonna add a nice little this here. Oh, <laughs> I forgot how this episode opens up. That fucking kid, what a little brat. I call it home sweet home. That yeah. Oh, I was like, I was like, this is the kind of people I hate instantly. I'm like, this is a family I would not associate with. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck this <laughs> family. The, oh, I forgot when the kid um. When the kid is showing his fucking video, making fun of his whole family, which yeah. is he's just saying, he's like, oh, I'm going to enter into fractured family video. What, a, what, is, what kind of TV show is that? Oh, <laughs> a show about guys... failing families? Like, yeah. <laughs> did you guys notice that they kept talking about this dance and then they were putting up like signs for it? So were oh, they yeah, putting up yeah. signs for a grade like six dance just in the neighborhood? Just like, hey, anyone, yeah, come on by. Yeah, I don't, the '90s was a weird time. Like, yeah, it was a weird in, time. Oh, oh my goodness! When she, man, when she lost her friend, though, that hit hard. When her friend <laughs> said she never wanted to see her again, I was like, "Fuck, that's pretty rough." Been there, sis. 
Um, I don't know, man. Like doll, dolls never scare because I was always a Chucky guy. I was right, always yeah. a Chucky kid, and it, that, it never scared me. I was always just fascinated by it. So like the the dummy stuff never scared me as a kid. So like this one, it was never like a a big one for me. But right. I definitely remember. I remember this episode vividly. Uh, but it, it's so funny how the gloss of the terror is just yeah. dissipated. Kate, do you guys understand <laughs> what Slappy's Obviously. plan is? He he mentions he's gonna make her like his slave, and that her parents can come and visit, like yeah. have visitation. I'm like, yeah, he's what saying is your that plan? they'll have. Yeah, oh, man, I don't know. I think there is some sort of Slappy lore out there, but I couldn't. Yeah, tell you. but like, is is he like a like a kink thing? Because like he just kept talking about being a slave. Like I don't know if it was like a kink thing or like. <laughs> How old I do you think, think Slappy is? Well, the name is Slappy. What do you expect? But like, how old do you th- like? How old is Slappy? F- like, I feel like he's like fifteen. No, I think Slappy's like years. Yeah, I was just gonna say that man, <laughs> He's a couple Two. hundred. Yeah, he's an all-knowing being. Yeah, I kind of he felt started bad off for... as a mummy's palm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he some kid got this. to him. Dude, I some, bad for this kid. Some though. kid shot some juice into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> into oh no! And oh no! Slapped we made our, we made our own goosebumps lore. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It's a cum joke, and it involves kids. It's not good. We have to add oh it to God. the wiki. <laughs> I know. I, We're I'll, all face palming. <laughs> I just all three of us that... are face palming at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say the ending to this episode is actually creepy. Just have. I don't understand it, because why the oh. fuck didn't they just break him at any other point? Okay, well, hold on. So right also, after was that... He, was he going to kill her parents with the guitar? What was his plan? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think but I'm like, how strong is he? He's he's a he's like a demon. He can do whatever he wants. Because, like, <laughs> if he just bonks one of them, the other one's going to wake up and be like, oh, my daughter's not killing me vicariously through a dummy and figure it out. But like, Maybe he not... just was gonna play fucking Wonderwall or Thunderstruck or something. I was really hoping for something like yeah. that. Maybe like a couple B sides or something. Yeah. Like hey, Champagne right at... Supernova. Like right yeah. after Ascipia S- S- smashed, will we get the other doll? <laughs> that Henry. Fucking... Henry. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. The best part is I took I took um, Mitch's advice here and mm-hmm. I I watched this with subtitles. Okay. And, yes. <laughs> and on the subtitle for when the other doll starts speaking, it says in a goofy voice, as in goofy. <laughs> <the character. laughs> and then it sounds hey, dude, exactly he had like a like fucking. Goofy. What was his voice like? I can't. I like, like, know. Like, like Disney, like a Disney goofy voice. That's what it was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he had a goofy voice, but also like. Rest in peace to Slappy, because he just got his fucking shit Whatever, rocked. you know like that his... guy's back. He's going to come back, like, three more times. But he, like, exactly. got goo-brained, like, all over the side of that, whatever the fuck he got knocked but, up. I like, did... This episode did not hold up well for me. I'm just going to say it. Like, no. it's... it's not it's good. Too bad Sorry, because... Jeff. I, apologize. I I feel so bad for Jeff having to watch this on repeat. Yeah. Like, this is kind of, like, the flagship character for Goosebumps. I know. Is it, it not? Is, but yeah. it's such, like, a weak story. Like, I feel yeah. like it wrapped too quick. We need part one. Like that's that's also why the mo- the movie did such a good job of roping in Slappy as a, as a main character. Really well, and well, they was, did a like good the job. Fucking, like harbinger of death in that, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he looks great. Yeah. No, that movie's so much fun. All right. Do you guys want to move on to say cheese and die? We might yes. as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So say cheese and die. Greg and his friends break into an old warehouse where they find an unusual camera. However, the photographs Greg takes with it seem to predict disaster, and he becomes convinced the camera is cursed. (laughs) To me, this is a classic fucking episode. Yes. Without 
any doubt in my mind. Yeah, this is this is the stake of this show right here. Yes. <laughs> it aired from on the direct- 9th, 1996. <laughs> Well, the director of Granddaddy Daycare had to start somewhere, and Ron Oliver decided he started here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to figure something out here, guys, though. Okay, so on the Wikipedia, it says it's directed by Ron Oliver, but on the episode, it says it's directed by Steve Levitan, (gasps) a.k.a. the creator behind Modern Family and Just Shoot Me. Oh, man. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe. Maybe that's like his Richard Bachman. <laughs> it actually because might be Stephen King. Yeah, it might be. Kyle, you need to start digging in. Like we might have broken this Golden State I... Killer thing open right here. Ron Oliver <laughs> is my grandpa's name. <laughs> Maybe my grandpa directed this. Maybe your grandpa is like, the Golden State Killer. Uh oh. Uh oh. I knew it all along. Okay, so. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Okay, so this fi- this film is starring film. Ryan Gosling, uh, better known as the man from the Mickey Mouse Club, Ready or Not, Breaker High, and Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, um, Breaker <laughs> High. Holy shit! <laughs> Do you I cut, can't put. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I forgot all about Breaker High until now. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Welcome to the Kyle Zone. <laughs> Hercules, the other the, yeah, young Hercules, too. Yes, young Hercules. And of course, Blade Runner 2049, my yeah. father's favorite film. <laughs> and of course, he <laughs> plays a racist in Remember the Titans. Oh, right, yeah, right. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> so, this is his second acting gig. Yeah, uh, he was in just the one year after this. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's like, this is early Gosling. And this is, this is, kind, of a, this is kind of a weird treat, right? Because I guess this comes up a lot. I feel like I see like. BuzzFeed articles about this kind of shit, like Ryan. Yeah, Goss. this this is a watch mojo right here. That's all this <laughs> yeah, is. This, this is definitely a watch mojo thing, which is cool. I mean, I feel like it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like all these shows, they always have like that one actor that actually became famous. This is that for this show, I guess. Right, right. man. There yeah. is another actor oh. in this episode. Okay, there's a couple though. The so, dad. You tell me one. Tell me what you're gonna say. Scott Speedman is in this episode. Okay, Scott Speedman, Scott Speedman. He's the husband, or he's the boyfriend in The Strangers, and right. so he's the like he's Liv Tyler's boyfriend in The Strangers, and he's also Michael from Underworld. Uh, he's been in tons of shit. He's in The Monster. Um, he's yeah, a great he's actor. Awesome. I, 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 love I like Scott Speedman. Speedman. Yeah, he's in a really fucked up movie with uh, Jay Burchell called Good Neighbors. That's very weird. Oh yeah, uh, but who? Who else do you have, Kyle? Because I just know Scott Speedman. <laughs> this one is a bit of a deep cut. Again, yeah, sort of, of regional. But yeah, um, it's... <laughs> there's Dan... I can't pronounce this guy's last name. I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> but Dan Petrovonic, he is McMurray from Letterkenny. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, that is him. <laughs> he plays Holy Joey, sh- one of the bullies. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't piece that together. Oh, you well, you I guess mean I the can. boys who didn't understand how fences work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. The bullies who are literally as dumb as they could possibly be. Yeah, oh, he's also... a fence. We're getting out of here, guys. <laughs> Let's not forget that he was also in uh, American Pie: The Naked Mile. I didn't catch that. How could I'm forget? so sad I did. <laughs> that movie is so bad. He's worked nice. a lot. Actually, He's also made a host. There's another actress in here too. Her name is Karen Robson. She plays the detective, and she's in like the show Shit's Creek. She plays Ronnie Lee, but I don't know that show very well. But I know a oh, lot okay, of people yeah, like yeah. that. 
This case, so Ryan Gosling's character is Terry, right? <laughs> Correct. No, Greg. Oh, His Greg. name is also Greg. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, is it Greg or Terry? Greg. It's pretty Greg. sure it's Greg. Who's yeah. Terry? Is Terry the other brother? I'd be his brother. Okay, because at the supper table, he asks, wow, mom, this is great chicken. And she's like, no, it's veal. I was like, how the fuck do you not know the difference? Yeah, that kid oh, is man, so don't even. My, th- <laughs> like, this is like a, it's a, it's a well-known thing in my family that like my fam- my dad still doesn't let this go. That when I was like five, I said that my favorite kind of steak is chicken. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, my dad just thinks that that's so funny. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> Remember that time that fucking little idiot said that he likes chicken? <laughs> his favorite steak? <laughs> yeah, dad, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, so. Remember when Mitch was 388 his own shit? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Remember when Mitch peed his pants at the neighbor's house? <laughs> Fucking loser. Yeah. Your dad's a bully from St. You're Jesus. never <laughs> gonna find. Yeah. Okay, so this camera. Have you guys played Perfect Dark? Yes. This camera no, is like every gadget from Perfect Dark. It's just True. this weird, gooey. I don't know how to explain it. To me, it looks like, like from the original Blade Runner, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fucking rollerblade from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like rollerblades. Once again, <laughs> did they also build the props? <laughs> It looks like it was made with one of those like things that you could get at a scholastic. Like girls would get at scholastic book fairs, they could get like rhinestone packs <laughs> that would be like stickers and shit. Hell That's yeah. what that fucking camera looks like it's made out of. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was like someone to the spy gadget I bought. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're being actual honest, you actually just got one of those rhinestone kits, didn't you, Kyle? <laughs> um, I won't I won't deny or um, admit defeat. Um, do you guys mind if I point out like the biggest beef I have with this whole episode? Please go for it. Because I'm, I'm totally, okay. I'm not trying to be an asshole about a kid's show. I'm totally into suspension of disbelief, but the fact that this whole family is going apeshit over a Ford Taurus and they're like talking about how like it's it's a fucking muscle car and then he's like whoa slow it down he's going 30 like what is wrong like i think it was 96 let them be okay Okay, yeah i'm pretty sure these characters were like crafted after mormons this whole episode feels very like mormony it's crazy they just but they keep talking about this car so i'm like oh man this is gonna be a sweet run and it's just a ford taurus i need to I need to just take a moment to think about how his best friend in the show, his name was Bird. <laughs> just just let Big Bird. Bird. At one point, at one point the, the bullies call him Fish. He says, yeah. no, it's Bird. You fucking idiots. Don't you know you're from animals? Like, Are you Mitch? That's like a weird trope. <laughs> it's like a weird fucking trope of like having like a weird yeah. fucking name. Like, hey, my name's Spork. Yeah. I'm Twiggy. <laughs> also, okay, you mentioned the detective. The fucking cop that's with, like, the muscle? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure he was 12. Like, they must have been filming another episode, oh. and he just hopped between. That's Scott Speedman. <laughs> yeah, that's Is Scott it? Speedman. Like, he that's, looks that's like he's Scott, 12. Yeah, no, and he's he's not much older than Ryan Gosling. Yeah, no, it's just that's... weird, because he's like, come, come here. And it's like, you're clearly a boy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's no, that, the, yeah, that's definitely Scott Speedman. Okay, so the the episode opens up with these '90s kids trying to break into an abandoned building because that's apparently to, what to every single a hermit. That's what <laughs> every they, kid did, apparently. Apparently, because they wanted to harass the hermit. I don't. To understand. be fair, the hermit's name was Spidey, so I think he's worth provoking. Right, 
And also, they like they did a real good job. I'm gonna say of the budget for wigs because that guy's wig was just it was perfect. He kind of looks like like a Halloween costume, like a like a cyberpunk Halloween costume yeah. you find at Value Village. He just needs like the clock and a monocle, kind of, like the wristwatch and the monocle thing. You're but, off. You're off to the races. <laughs> but also, like I don't know, a lot of the characters in this episode specifically feel like they were all on the lot and were filming something else and just wandered over and it was like don't worry about costumes you'll wear what you are like they probably were man these all all of these kids were just a paycheck for their parents oh 100% (laughs) like yeah no he's he's free right now let's get him over there but mom I'm hungry Sure, why not? Shut the fuck up. I love whoever like wrote just the base dialogue for the show because a lot of it's, you know, they'll just hit out like the core beats and then the rest of it is conversations no one truly has with anyone. Where it's just like, how's supper? I love potatoes, and then everyone just keeps eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like what uh, I like what it, uh Rai Gosling's character is trying to convince <laughs> I sorry, trying to convince um fish aka bird to come back to the abandoned house with him and he's like ah no man i can't help you like save everyone i have to go home and like ditch you and let everyone else die he has <laughs> yeah. no faith i would have done home. the same thing like we we can't all be uh like the kids from it like i don't know it kind of works out because eventually they get to see spidey again and spidey like only speaks in tool lyrics He's like, <laughs> it's, it's actually just Maynard Keenan. <laughs> he literally goes, he's like, primitive tribes fear the camera. <laughs> it's so true, yeah. This is a camera, what? not a weapon. What was his deal? With, like, is he like the cam? I, okay, none of these stories completely make sense. He created Oakley's. But yeah, yeah, was he like was he the camera warlock? What was the like what was he gonna do with those kids at the end that like got him out? Oh my like, god. Wait. So, you know, like, he, he takes a photograph of his friend Sherry and she goes missing. Yeah. So eventually he rips the photograph so she comes back, I guess, whatever that means. And her parents are scared shitless because she's been missing all day. But what 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 kind of fucking parents would let her go out of the house again back to the abandoned house? Like, why would they let her <laughs> Well, that don't leave sense. for 24 hours again. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't you be a <laughs> little bit worried that your 10-year-old was missing all day and the police it's were involved? The, it's the 90s. You yeah, know? it's Everyone the 90s, man. crimes. I was thinking, like, while, like, Spidey was screaming at the kids when he was getting trapped into the camera, and he's yelling, release me, release me. All I could think about was him, like, in, like, a remake of The Fly. Like, yeah, that's exactly- yes. the fly. Yeah, help it was The me. Fly, yeah. Help me, help. help me. That was sick, though. I like that. <laughs> so good. This was right, probably boys. my favorite one. Out yeah. Of, Are you serious? Yeah. You know yeah, what? Uh, so. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That sucks. Okay, so I didn't enjoy these very much. <laughs> I enjoyed. To, I, I they were all right. Like it, it's well, fun to revisit and everything. It's. I got I'm definitely what I, down to I got do what I expected more. out of these. Exactly. Like, I watched. I, I watched each, each episode two twice, and I didn't hate it. So why did you, know, you watch each episode uh, twice? Because <laughs> I wanted a refresher. They're half an hour. Like they just come and go. You know, I I needed to understand the character beats and you know the relationships and. And you were it. super stoned. And the first time, yeah, that might have been part of it. That's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think my major takeaway from all of these is like every single one of these kids has major anxiety and will for the rest of their lives because of whatever situations they've been put into. <laughs> and like, I think the kid with the ventriloquist dummy was like fucked from the get go. Whether well, yeah, she started talking or not, like it was. She was a goner, but I mean, consequential. But she still had hope. I think Slappy really slapped something out of her. I don't know, but. <laughs> True. I don't know. I kind of, 
I liked them. Like they were fun. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be down to uh, to do something in this vein again. But I, I think we should do a part two. I feel like that's a good idea. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to do that. It's too bad that Netflix only has the first season. I would love like it's funny because for example, I didn't love any of these episodes, but I would gladly buy this whole series on Blu-ray if I could. That's the most <laughs> like, that is the like, most Mitch Oliver thing I've heard in my entire life. Yeah, if it has nice <laughs> packaging, if there's like yeah, a deluxe I'm, bundle box set, I'm, like I'm that it's sick. over. I'm I'm very fucking sick. But yeah, this was fun guys. And uh, we will uh do you guys want to wrap it up? We've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. This is our longest main feature in a very yeah. long time. I think which it was is a good. good kind of yeah. balanced out, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Terror Table. And we will see you guys next week for a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Boozy. Yeah. We All right. Will, uh, talk to you guys later. More to come. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay, stay spoopy. Bye.